What are the horses to follow? The forgetful runs, the stories on Racing Pulse. Bring on David Gately. Yes, bring on David Gately after he had a day out on Cox Plate Day for those who were listening on Friday. The parlay got up. David Gately, his Sydney best bets. All saluted his best bet in Melbourne one, and of course he was on Romantic Warrior in the Cox Plate. And if you've got a very good memory, and you were writing down the selections a couple of months ago when we had our early spring carnival preview, David Gately also nailed his early multi, the Caulfield Cup winner without a fight into the Cox Plate winner, Romantic Warrior. So I'm glad you could take some time out from counting all your cash to join us this morning, Gator. No, it's been busy uh, this morning, but um, thank you for that lovely intro. We're, uh, it's good when all the work pays off sometimes, isn't it, literally? So, um, yeah, they're good fun, those long-range things. I know everyone bags them from a, you know, from a percentage point of view, but it's just fun, you know, you've got to live your life, and it's my money, so I'll do whatever I want with it. But um, what, was the, what, were, what was the double price back then when we did that show? Look, I think it was around 31. Yep. Yeah, yeah thereabouts. Very nice. Um, and obviously the Cox Plate. Give us your post-mortem, uh, your analysis of what was a fantastic finish. Yeah, what a race it was. I mean, we look at it pre-race, um, which I like to do, go back and look at it pre-race, because I think it's a great way to to know where you've gone right or wrong. And um, looked at it and thought, well, I think I can make an equal case for my seventh or eighth pick as I can for my top pick. And then the race unfolds, and I still think that. You know, I still think Romantic Warrior, um, sure, he had the gun run, but he was first under pressure, really, out of those, but just responded. That will to win was intense and immense, and he got there, Mr. Brightside. Just look, the start wasn't any help, but after that, had every chance, saved more ground than the winner. He's been beaten a lip, point zero 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 one of a second, if you like, in athletic terms. Alligator blood, blood so brave. Jewess will never know. If she would have won because she just didn't get the clear running at the right time. Gold trip, race fastest home, 11.62 in a nice cup trial. Darky was brave on a strong speed. They went eight lengths above group one average and he's still there swinging the old boy. Fangill arguably should have beaten them all. Mm. Still somehow second quickest home in the race without being ridden. And 100 metres after the line, she's in front of them all. So, geez, you can have a sook there if you're on. And Miller tries beating 2.3 lengths. Um, just got into an awkward spot. But, look, he had the back of gold trip, fifth quickest last 200. So um, I, I can't tell you he would have won. I'm not buying into that, but he ran well. Gap to the rest. So any of those first eight, um, you can say, ran a great race. Gee, I'd love to see Fangirl go to Flemington uh, in either the Champions Mile or the Champions Stakes. No, I agree. I'd love to see her in the flesh. I'm, I'm, I think she's a superstar. And, I mentioned it pre-race with you on the Thursday. I think she probably should... I can argue strongly she should have won eight of her ten dry track runs. Mm. She should have beaten Animo a couple of times. Maybe she should have won a Cox Plate now as well at her first go at the trip. So, look, she just... um, I know it's her style and she's not brilliant out of the gate, blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, I think it's... it's, She has been uh, unlucky a number of times in big races. Yeah, SMS from Winkers just saying the same thing. I was on Romantic Warrior, but Fangirl would be something to bet on if she backs up at Flemington. Uh, And this is what's most exciting about the Champions meeting, which is now on, is is the fact that we're probably going to get to see Zaki um, in the Champions over 2,000. Now, Fangirl in one of those two races may well head there. You're going to have um, uh, the Caulfield Cup 
Uh, West Wind Blows, runner-up, who goes to the 2,000. And then in the mile, what we're hearing this morning is that Mr Brightside is going to go back to the 1,600, as is Alligator Blood, which sets up another mouth-watering contest at Flemington on the final day. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it was only the first year, wasn't it, of, um, of, of this concept. And uh, it was fabulous. So I think it's, it's, um, it's shaping better again this year, which you often expect into year two and three. So um, exciting time. How's this for an SMS? Hello, Michael. This spring can get stuffed. This was my first week I didn't put Gators Multi on as I played cricket, and look what happened. Uh, that's there's from a, Brett. There's a clear vote against cricket. Yeah, Brett, <laughs> uh, I'm afraid. Uh, is, uh, but uh, no, it was good fun back in the day. But um, yeah, hopefully we can do it again this week. That's the plan anyway. Interested to see what your loyal followers voted the percentages of the run of the day. I, I didn't follow it up and have a look on Twitter, but I'm assuming Romantic Warrior won, but then you've got the likes of Imperatriz and Tom Kitten who were also outstanding. Yeah, look, it was, it was uh, a lot of votes this week, so a lot of interest, as you'd expect on such a fabulous race day. But no, in fact, Imperatriz was ah. the most popular um, there with 45% of the votes. So, uh, yeah, that's obviously almost half. Romantic Warrior, 32% of the votes. So he's grabbed a third still. That only left 19% for Tom Kitten, who was brilliant. Espiona, poor old Espiona, got 4% because there was nothing left for her. But it um, be interesting, isn't it, what Tom Kitten would have done in a Cox Plate, given Militarise was beaten 2.3 lengths. Um, again, a question we'll never know, but it's worth uh, It's fun to talk about. It is. I think his racing pattern is probably going to be against him. In, well, it certainly yep. would have been against him in that Cox Plate on Saturday. But, gee, I'd love to have seen him back up in the derby, uh, him v Riff Rocket, because it's thinning out the derby as it usually does on Saturday. And I reckon he would have started a short price favourite. No, I think you're right. He's the class act here. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're saving for our next prep and can't wait to see him next prep. But uh, it does take a little bit away from the derby. But, uh, look, we've seen in recent years, you know, really good horses have, have run well or won it. Um, so... Uh, most, you know, and they've got so much upside still, haven't they? A horse like Riff Rocket, so untapped, and, and most of those in that field. Uh, question from a listener. Hey, Gator, what did you make of the win of Skybird on Saturday? Oh, look, uh, I thought she was exceptional. Uh, restrained from the gate, back, last, inside, held up, held up, runs over them, and 11 to 0 last 200, bettered only by one horse all day. Last 200, she's gone six lengths quicker than Prowess, albeit of a slower speed. But, you know, that also adds merit to the win, coming from last off a slow speed. So, uh, look, she beat uh, Karina Queen into third. That's the girl who'd beaten the manifold winner, Zardozzi. Albeit Zardozzi was luckless, but still. Um, you know, there was some questioning the race, but uh, I think the win had merit. The clock's there to back her up, uh, certainly from a closing speed perspective, and she's still got plenty of upside. She's now equal favourite in the 1,000 guineas with Kua Volante. Um, is that where you have her pegged as well as, if not the one to beat? Certainly one of the major chances in the 1,000 guineas after that run? Well, I would have thought so. Um, she's still got plenty of room to move. I say it was at start three. Um, you know, not that Kua Volante's going backwards either. Uh, she ran good time the other day herself. So, look, obviously we'll, we'll dissect that race closer as we get there. But um, if I was framing a market, she'd be right at the pointy end, yeah. Interesting, uh, earlier this morning, Dan O'Sullivan said his ratings say that while Imperatrice's win in the Manicato was visually very impressive, it, it certainly didn't rate as highly as some of the great sprinters that we've seen before, Nature Strip Black Caviar. However, she is clearly on his ratings the best current sprinter in Australia. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, look, I, I think I would. Um, unfortunately, we just didn't get a guide on the race, you know, when lining up the Everest because Bonus Notches yeah. came out at the start. So that was disappointing from a number of, on, on any number of fronts. But, yeah, look, I, I, I'm, I certainly follow the ratings and I'm interested in them. But I think what's more um, relevant is she just did all she had to do, right, basically, on Saturday. She couldn't have done much more than that. So that's the way I read it. I don't think she's a natural leader, yet she was able to lead and street them. Um, so, yeah, that's the way I marked it. But, um, yeah, I respect all views, obviously. Gee, the Crystal Mile was a fascinating race. Small but select field. I don't know. How did that trifecta pay $22? I was kicking myself <laughs> after the race, uh, especially as I backed Antino to win, who mm. clearly was unlo- uh, unlucky. Uh, Prowess is another one. She's now going to go to the 2000 Champion Stakes on final day, which will be fascinating to um, pit her against that Cox Plate form when if she didn't have that setback earlier in her campaign, she would have been lining up in the Cox Plate. Yeah, it's um, fascinating, isn't it? And, look, she was only second up there. I know she was lucky to beat Antino, but Antino's no slouch, you know. He's gone with it a centimetre of winning a, a, a Turak prior to that, and Tuvalu's just chased Alligator Blood. He's run third, so 0.4 of a length over those. Speed was solid, a length above Group 2 average time, about a length below. So, um, yeah, she's right. Uh, she's in that race for sure, and, and she's there to be competitive. Uh, Antino's just had no luck this time in. I, I think... Speaking with Tony Gollan or texting him earlier, they're going to make up their mind between a Champions Mile, the Champions Stakes, or the Five Diamonds, which is in Sydney on that same day. Gee, I hope they go to one of those Champions races because I'd love to see him thrown into the mix with either Mr Brightside Alligator Blood or even if they try to step out to 2000. Yeah, there'd be nowhere to hide at Fleming, and that's for sure. Um, I, I'd say without looking at the noms or, or the fields... Uh, the, the softer option probably would be the Sydney from a competitive standpoint, but, um, yeah, I'd love to see him there as well. Uh, there's a question here from G-Train in Torquay. Hey, I know Skybird's run was amazing, but did Mr Quickie's sister Quickstar in the same race catch your eye, Gator? I thought it was a great Oaks trial. Yeah, well spotted from the G-Train. I thought she was terrific. Uh, back, held up. Uh, only the winner had a quicker last 200 than her and... She had to make her run out wide. Now, this was a race where the first three all... The race was one inside, basically. Uh, leader ran second. In, the rails trail horse ran third. Skybird railed from last. So when I see that, I, I add merit to those that make their run out wider. And Quickstar was the pick of those and should have finished closer. Good run. Yeah, speaking of horses making their runs out ride, uh, wide, gee, Saltaire was big in the crocket, wasn't she? Yeah, look, that start was pretty costly from her... Um, she's missed the bob somehow, but um, you know, when he just had the dream run, and that's the difference sometimes in a game of inches. Uh, there's not a lot of justice. Uh, we saw that with Antino as well, but that's the nature of the sport. It's not our first time watching them, and it won't be the last time that the best horse doesn't win. Uh, morning, boys. Great race on Saturday. Best ride wins, but yes, would have given me a free hit for Cup Week of Fangirl. A fangirl or Dewis got the split. I can't wait for four fabulous days at headquarters. Uh, hi, Gator. Is fangirl Australia's best weight for age horse? Swap the runs and she wins easily. Well, I mean, I don't know because she didn't get a chance to open the throttle, did she? But, you know, I think we've all watched a lot of races and know A, she was unlucky and B, you can argue very, very strongly you know, she would have won it. But um, there's, there's no way to absolutely prove that, so it's just an opinion. Um, for what it's worth, mine is, I think she has a seat at that table, yes.
Hey, Gator, can Apulia win the derby off that win in the gold in the uh, Drummond Golf Vars on Saturday? Yeah, I reckon he can. I reckon he's right in the conversation. He'd obviously been luckless leading in that. He was well-backed on Saturday. Set off. They didn't look like they were going that hard, but it turns out they were. You know, they were, their first uh, 1,400 and change wasn't all that far off the Cox Plate speed. And only three lengths behind it. Um, so that, uh, you know, shows or advantages the, the best athlete. He sat off them, rounded them up and one by two lengths. Time was good. You know, six lengths above class average. Um, so... Yeah, he's in the conversation for sure. What about the Beaton Brigade, Verdad? Um, disappointing if you took the shorts on Saturday, but listening to Robbie Griffiths on this morning with Andrew Bensley, they were probably ruined um, going to the front with that headwind on Saturday, and they're still planning to head towards the derby. Yeah, look, he he, he did lead into the wind, but add to that, he's, he's probably just gone too hard, you know. As I say, 10 lengths above average, a 127.9 first 1,400 and changes. Pretty strong going. Um, now, the winner did beat him two lengths, you know, but he beat everything else, clearly, uh, including Aerosolt, who came off a neat win, and they thrashed the rest of them. So, um, yeah, look, I take that on board. He probably just needed a softer tempo if he was going to beat a pool here on the day, I think. Another SMS coming through from the listeners. Um, what did you make of the English banner? Uh, the two-year-old Bulbous Steel looks very smart. Yeah, nice win. Showed good speed. Um, went to the front 24-2 first, 400. Bang on class average. Time good, 58-3. Uh, 2.2 lengths above group two average for listed uh, gallopers. Gaps behind. Um, exciting start to the career. There's no doubt about that. There's a few other SMSs coming through here. This is one. Hello, Gator and Michael. Was 2,000 metres form the difference for Mr Brightside? Only five horses had won over 2,000. Uh, in the Cox Plate. Well, if you had a little question mark over Mr Brightside running a strong 2,000, I don't think he can now because he was just as strong at the end um, and finishing strongly uh, of the Cox Plate on Saturday. Yeah, look, he um, he was still third quickest last 200 of the race, uh, so that was bettered by Gold Trip and Fangirl only. So he's run it out strongly. I mean, look, he's been beaten, what is it? What did we say earlier? Point zero zero one of a second. You know, in a Cox Plate where they've run five lengths above Group 1 average. So I think that's put that to bed. Uh, this SMS uh, I can concur with. Gringotts was the best run of the day because it got the bob for us in the last <laughs> leg of the multi. Uh, that's from Horry. And, um, he's a nice horse, Gringotts. I don't think he's missed a place in his career. And that was a, a, a nice finish on the weekend, beating Russian Conquest, who we know has got a fair bit of ability. Yeah, I think the win had merit. Add to that, he gave weight to second, third, fourth, um, and fifth for that matter. And he came from off the speed and a moderate speed. They went five lengths below average in that race. So it was a mostly on-pace race of little change. And he was happy to defy that and run them over. 11-4-2, last 200. Um, pretty strong closing figures relative to the day as well. Hey, Gator, with Tom Kitten not going to the derby, is there anything else out of the spring champion that could be a derby play? Well, going into the race, it was a horse called Ravello I thought would lap up the stage of Pachy. was disappointing on Saturday, so I'm not sure um, if I could back him in a in a derby when he's beaten that far. Uh, I think Cap Ferrat was good. He got less sort of left behind when Tom Gittin went, but he beat everything else. And um, he's one I could entertain, but, you know, assuming they head that way, I haven't... Um, haven't heard either way yet. He's by Snitzel, <laughs> which is oh, quite wow. remarkable. Uh, he's on the fourth line of betting at $11 in Gumbero, who ran third 
is a $11 chance as well. But, gee, they were beaten a long way in the spring champion, weren't they? Although Militarise came out of that race to win the derby for Waller last year, didn't he? Yeah, um, the horse, human man's always, yeah, um, he did. And just he, so militarised, man's always, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But he was just he was just closing late. It was, a, it was a sneaky good run from him. And I just didn't see one of them this year, one of those sort of uh, out the back, um, warming up nicely late sort of runs. Uh, as you say, winner was dominant, fast run race, um, just brought a few undone, I think. Speaking of militarised, uh, SMS saying, is there any chance he could run in the champion stakes? Uh, Glenn, I've texted Henry Field. Uh, no, Militarise is off to the spelling paddock. He's having a rest, so we won't get to see him again at Flemington. Uh, were there a few that we should forgive and maybe put into the black book that we haven't spoken about, Gator? Yeah, look, I think we've covered some main ones. There's, there's, uh, there's one called Queen of Dragons who ran in the Christdale race. Didn't much went right for her. She could, she got 60 to 1, but she might bob up sort of back in midweek grade somewhere. Uh, Chick Victoria, if you backed it, had the thumps. Uh, Keenan just was too keen, probably cost him the race. General Salute wide might have cost him the race. Magic Time wide probably cost her that race. Mm. Um, Huitor was another one who was unlucky. So, look, big race day. There tends to be uh, a number of forgive uh, runners and, and no different to this week. Was there any obvious um, forgive reason for Arctic Glamour in the calendar Presnell? Not that I could find. Uh, she, I thought she got the run in time, went off the inside and looked uh, some sort of hope at that point. Look, she wasn't disgraceful, beaten 2.5 lengths, but um, obviously expectation was high. Gee, she was well backed into $1.70 mm. off the map. I was a bit nervous, I'll be honest, when the clock wasn't there um, and broadcaster failed in the in the Skybird uh, race earlier. So that made me nervous leading into the race. And I was happy I backed a few roughies. I just didn't back the winner. Yeah, um, it was a disappointing run, broadcaster. I think maybe that hard run, uh, the school of thought is to maybe. a bit out of it. So it's yep. off to be um, spelled as well. Uh, Gator, uh, looking forward to this huge build-up. We'll be working together on Network 10's coverage of uh, fabulous Flemington for Cup Week. There's going to be a lot of uh, form and analysis. Uh, the major races are shaping up intriguingly well, aren't they? So uh, last question, were you with Mark Zara or were you surprised with his choice of um, without a fight over gold trip in the Melbourne Cup? Oh, gee, champagne problems, right? They're, um, <laughs> two, uh, two elite rides. Uh, look, they're both, you'd think, going to run very well. I was going back to with Adafide's form. He's won at 2,800 twice. So uh, I'm not sure I'd be overly concerned about the 3,200. But Gold Troop is proven at the trip. That's probably the, the difference. But that's to carry the weight. So, gee, um, yeah, six or one, half a dozen the other for me, mate. Takes you back to your formal days, doesn't it? Uh, when you're just Indeed. shuffling Indeed. through the invites. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Gator, you have a good week. We'll catch up on Thursday for a big look ahead to Derby Day. I didn't have laser eye surgery back then either. Um, <laughs> yeah, so looking forward to that. Bring it on. <laughs> good on you, Gator.